0: Welcome to Oncology Data Advisor. I'm Kira Smith. Today I'm joined by Dr. Amir Fathi, an Associate Professor of Medicine at Harvard Medical School. Today he is going to be sharing some of the significant updates in acute myeloid leukemia and acute lymphoblastic leukemia from the recent ASH annual meeting. Dr. Fathi, thanks so much for joining me today. Sure. Uh, My name is Amir Fathi. I'm an academic oncologist. I work at uh, Massachusetts General Hospital. Uh, I direct my main role is to work on and uh, uh, develop uh, clinical trial investigation of novel therapies for uh, acute leukemia. So tell us about the abstracts that you presented at ASH recently. Sure. You know, I think uh, uh, overall, um, there are a lot of exciting uh, presentations at ASH this year. Um, the, there was some work that's been done mainly at the MD Anderson on triplet combinations of the three inhibitors, venetoclax, and uh, hypomethylating agents, as well as IDH inhibitors, venetoclax, and hypomethylating agents. Uh, Some other data with the the three uh, triplets uh, was presented, which was exciting. Uh, Dr. Dauber is a good friend of mine. Um, He's at the MD Anderson. Also presented data on uh, a couple of um, antibody-based combinations, uh, namely migrolumab. uh, HMA combinations, as well as uh, another uh, uh, drug and antibody drug conjugate uh, targeting CD123, uh, also in combination for AML. So I think some of that data is earlier. Some of it is uh, more developed. Uh, I think it is uh, exciting. I think a lot of folks are uh, looking at venetoclax, which is this sort of uh, novel targeted uh, BCL2 inhibitor. BCL2 is an anti-apoptotic uh, protein that's upregulated in a lot of cancers and is thought to really uh, drive uh, progression of AML and inhibiting it uh, should have therapeutic effect. Unfortunately, as a single agent, it's not uh, that efficacious, but when you combine it with therapies, it seems to make everything better. So, for example, in combination with hypomethylating agents, for example, it has really improved the outcomes and therapies for older patients with AML and asocytib or desocytib plus venetoclax is now approved for those patients. So a lot of folks are now Uh, combining uh, venetoclax uh, with all sorts of uh, conventional regimens, whether it's low-intensity or high-intensity. There are a few abstracts at ASH looking at high-intensity traditional chemotherapy regimens and adding venetoclax to them. They seem to be promising. Uh, My uh, uh, ongoing trial, which we presented as a trial in progress, um, really uh, wanted to take a step back and actually compare um, just HMA and venetoclax, which is now approved in older patients because it is so therapeutically efficacious, just compare that to intensive therapy and see if it stands up and uh, does as well in terms of response because it is much more gentle. It is outpatient typically. So if we can now move away uh, from intensive therapies into more um outpatient, well-tolerated regimens for acute leukemia, acute myeloid leukemia, I think it would be a welcome development. So that is a, a Phase two randomized head-to-head study of 7 plus 3, which is traditional induction chemotherapy, versus azacitidine and venetoclax. Um, and there's a primary endpoint of event-free survival, but a ton of secondary endpoints, including uh, quality of life, cost, the time in the hospital, and um, uh, molecular residual disease, uh, post-transplant outcomes. So it is, I think, an exciting study. Uh, we're about a third of the way in, and uh, we hope to finish a query over, uh, over the course of the next year or two. We, we were also involved uh, in one of the menin inhibitor uh, files that was presented. Uh, this class of drug is also exciting um, because it seems to have uh, a signal of efficacy in a molecularly defined uh, patient uh, population, namely those AML patients with NPM1 mutations or AMT2A alterations. It's a, a subset of AML patients, but I think in that group, it does lead to uh, pretty impressive responses in some. So uh, that data is still early, uh, but uh, the, its impressiveness is, um, uh, uh, seems to be apparent and uh, uh, a lot of people were excited about those two abstracts that were presented at act as well. Lastly, what were some of the other significant data presented in both AML and ALL at ASH? I think, you know, the most uh, exciting uh, data that uh, was presented ECOG, ACRIN, E1910 uh, uh, collaboration uh, clinical trial that actually uh, looked at uh, incorporating for the tumor map into uh, the upfront uh, treatment of ALL. Uh, and patients uh, were randomized uh, regarding getting conventional therapy following uh, upfront treatment uh, or incorporating uh, cycles of plenitumumab. And those individuals who received blinatumomab uh, did uh, uh, really well. Uh, uh, you know, this, the randomization occurred after intensification. Folks received either two cycles of map or just went on to receive traditional consolidation therapy for ALL, and there was a survival, an overall survival advantage of, uh, among those who received map. So, plenatumumab is a bispecific T-cell engager. It is now approved for relapse refractory ALL. So, if you receive upfront therapy, get in remission, and relapse, or if you never responded in the first place, uh, you could be a candidate to receive plenatumumab monotherapy, and it's quite effective uh, in a subset of those patients. This effort was to bring map into the upfront uh, treatment of ALL. So uh, patients uh, who were newly diagnosed who were undergoing upfront therapy, incorporating map into that upfront therapy following induction um, and intensification therapy, and it showed an advantage. Um, there is also other data. I think one, one data that I, I, I was somewhat impressed by in younger patients with T-cell ALL was, Uh, looking at the incorporation of a a nilarabine uh, for T-cell ALL. That drug, too, similarly, uh, for T-cell ALL is supposed to be cell ALL, but for T-cell ALL, it's approved for relapse refractory T-cell ALL. Uh, But folks are now trying to incorporate that into the upfront setting, and at least in the phase two um, single arm study, they showed that it had pretty impressive uh, survival data. So I was impressed uh, by those uh, abstracts and, um, there was also some presentations looking at the combinations uh, with uh, panatinib and PCR able positive B-cell ALL, that too was very impressive. So I think overall it was a good uh, good meeting with a lot of important developments. Great. Thanks so much for sharing all these exciting updates today. Perfect. Take yeah. care.